Um, right, <sighs> what are we doing? Oh, yes, hello. Pod position. Yes, hello, hello listeners. Um, this, oh god, this isn't a good idea, any of it. Uh, I'm Jim Sterling, I'm a little bit hungover, uh, because I was up till 2am uh, playing Hotline Miami drunk. Uh, because I needed an excuse for how shit I am at Hotline Miami too, uh, so I did that, and now now I'm regretting it. I got my coffee though, and we're recording uh, a bit earlier than usual. Um, we'll probably go up at the same time because why should we put ourselves out for people that pay us? Exactly. This this gives me an entire like extra day to do my editing. I can be a bit lazy, and everything can be slightly outdated. That works for me. That's that's how it should be. Hello, Laura, by the way. We're joined by Laura. Hello. Yeah, hello. I'm here. I am tired because I'm working stupidly long days at the moment and nobody can see why yet because secret projects are always fun. Yeah, we were just discussing beforehand how you... It makes you look lazy when you... Sometimes when you're working hardest in this job, you look laziest because they don't see what you're working. Mm. Yeah, I'm currently doing lots and lots and lots and lots of work that nobody gets to see. Lovely. And hello, Gavin. Hello, bonjour. Bonjour. You, th- that sounds. I am just back from Paris. Fuck me. That sounds almost French. Yeah. <laughs> I was in Paris this week uh, with the Parisians. Uh, it was a lovely time. Being the Parisian rock and roll. Ah, being une Beaucoup de marché et beaucoup de manger. All of those things. I don't know what any of those words mean, Gavin. I can say, je mange ma chatte. And then ended up in hospital when I tried to climb Notre Dame. Um, what, what can I do in the French? Um, je ne comprends pas le français, tu parles anglais, s'il vous plaît. Uh, tenez à droite, tenez à gauche. Uh, où est un pomplemousse? Um, <laughs> What's a pomplemousse? Où est la bibliothèque? <laughs> it's a band, a isn't it? I believe it's a grapefruit. Oh, really? a grapefruit. I think I called some. I think I called you a grapefruit. Um, it's a pretty wonderful word. It is quite wonderful. Pomplemousse. I can also do je peux du mon petit bois. I lost my piece. Où est la bibliothèque? Oh, God. I, um, These are all... Video games. Be... <laughs> Fucking hell, this podcast. Yeah. Uh, apologies last week, listeners, for the echo on my recording. Um, it, it was particularly bad. It's always bad. Because um, the microphone picks up my headphones. And I don't know how to fix it. I've, I've, I've whacked the gain down on my microphone a bit. I've whacked the volume down on my headphones as about as far as I can go and actually hear people. Um... At some point, I'm, I might just have to plumb for an expensive headset. I think we we previously blamed this on Gavin, and then last week I finally got around to working out what the problem is, so I just listened to each individual track. I was like, oh, the ghosts are in are in Jim's track. It's all Jim bloody Sterling's fault. Well, that is usually the first place anyone should look. Y'all need to get some uh, over-ear headphones. I've got them! This is covering my ears. So much bacteria is breeding. Right now, in my head, because of my <laughs> headphones. Um, I mean, I think I, I should just just talk, like I've got a smaller mm. microphone that's that's supposedly for like podcasts, I guess, on the go. But that's tinny. People complain that was tinny. This is my good microphone, which is so good it picks everything up. No one will ever be happy, Jim. Have you not learnt this yet? No matter what you do, it will be shit, and no that one will like true. it. That is true. I'm trying to trying to get used to that. I'm I'm, I'm a bit away <laughs> from the microphone as well, but that's just going to make my audio bounce more off the walls. So I will sound like I'm in a well. Oh, fucking fucking audio! I hate editing. audio so much. Why can't we all have fancy? Why can't we all have fancy studios like Gavin, who's a rock and Yeah, why can't star? we be kind of a pop star, Gavin? Why are you taking all of our <laughs> pop star dreams away? Well, here's what you do. Every week, just pop on a plane over here, and all right. we'll all do it together in my little box room studio. Oh, yeah. I'm if, if you if you currently yeah. Uh, yeah. If you currently uh, pledge to the Patreon, Patreon, then I need you all to double, <laughs> double your amounts. So that I can hop on a plane, <laughs> first class, I'm not a monster, to Ireland every week. Hey, hey, if 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 every one of you listening gave me a dollar a month at patreon.com forward slash Laura K. Buzz, I could totally go record it from Gavin's Absolute, Jesus studio Christ. every week. That I could do if that. everyone yeah. who listened gave a dollar... <laughs> everyone, like, go give me a dollar. We could a- constantly have fancy dinners in New York. Constantly, and they would call us the Dinner New York gang. And and we could we could take photos and give we could yeah we could take photos and give those photos to you, and you could pay your dollar to be like oh I see they had a fancy dinner <laughs> yeah without us. To us. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, but but that's video yeah. games. Yes, let's video go on to games. video games because because money grubbing is gauche. Um, well, I, I say that, but we were about to talk about video games. Jim, can can, can I talk about my favourite video game I saw this week? Oh God, I think this is I think this is a video game I also saw this week. I'm scared yeah. to talk about it. Ooh, shower with your dad simulator. Oh, oh, it makes my skin crawl. Um, shower with your dad simulator 2015. Um, oh, what's the tagline? Was it like, when did you, st- do you still shower with your dad? Yeah. When did you stop showering with your dad? Do you still do that? Yeah. It's... So I, I contacted the developer of this. You know, I'm not even going to ask anymore. How did you find these? <laughs> Who the fuck knows? But I asked the developer for more information, and today he sent me, like, a fact sheet about this game. Why has so, he got a fact what, what did sheet? I find out? He doesn't deserve to write a fact sheet. <laughs> so, so here's, here's what I know about Shower With Your Dad Simulator 2015, <laughs> made by the developer Bonerman, Inc. Oh, God. Bonerman Incorporated. Good, good. Um, I was worried he wouldn't be called Bonerman. <laughs> So the game has four modes that we know of. Enduro Dad, Dad Athlon, Daddio Surf, and Supply Dad. Daddio Surf? Okay, that's actually witty. um, Daddio Surf, yeah. Oh dear. So the whole, like, the gifts that were going around are from a demo, he a prototype he made in about half an hour after a couple of beers, and he thought it would make a funny gif. And then it accidentally showed up on Comedy Central. And he's like, oh shit, I should probably make this into a full game now. And he reckons it's going to be done by the end of this month, maybe early April. And it's about being a small naked child trying to find your dad. Yes, yes. The Because um, Gav, I, I'm assuming you've oh, not dear. seen this. I'm looking oh. at screenshots there now. I'm just uh, For those who haven't seen it, I actually... Yeah, I'm looking at screenshots online now. And Well, here, here's a funny thing. One of the pictures comes up is of Laura. <laughs> is it? <laughs> so... There's that's, that. That's, that's probably my fault because I found his tweet and I was one of the people that was like, yeah, I'll turn this into a news story. It's a gif of a naked child trying to find a dad in a shower. Yeah. Why would I not cover this on Destructoid? Yeah, exactly. One of the first links is to Destructoid. I've got a video of it on my YouTube channel in the, the best of Steam Greenlight trailers series. Um, if, if you're listening and you, you're unfamiliar with the shower with your dad simulator 2015, um... You are, at least the, the, the game mode that was shown in the trailer is you're a small boy, there are three dads, uh, and I guess depending on which boy you choose, uh, you have to choose the right dad to shower with. And the, the dad, the shower keeps reloading and the dads are in different places and you have to quickly run to the right dad. Uh, and you, you score points if you get into the shower with your dad and you... Um, Get it, you know, you, you take a hit, take some sort of damage or, or something. Uh, any, either way, it's a failure if you get into the shower with the wrong dad. Um, and you go in and it's all like, you know, pixelated. On, on so many levels. Yes. And you, uh, <laughs> you, it's all like, you know, retro looking. And as you jump in, there are different things that flash up. Like, you know, I, I want to meet that dad or, you know, some variation of Tim and Eric phrases. Um, Stuff like that. Don't forget to lather up or whatever. Uh, it's, it's. Well, I'll quote what someone on Steam said. Um, <laughs> it's a game for pedophiles. Um, they they were not messing around. <laughs> some of those comments. They they seem quite quite clear that that this is this is uh, some very evident boy love propaganda. I was going to go a very different way with this, which is that. I only want one thing out of Shower with Your Dad Simulator, which is that I want you to play this game for maybe half an hour, and then you just get to a level where your dad is not there, he's nowhere to be found, and he just never comes back, and the rest of the game is you going home with mum and being like, where did dad go? Why wasn't he in the shower when I tried to find him? And <laughs> it's like, dad, dad's gone away, dad's not coming back, and then it's like middle-aged man getting into showers, hoping that his dad will this time be there, Simulator. <laughs> There's actually potential for some interesting twists. Wow. I like that. Another one I'd that like... dark. <laughs> another one I'd like is you go into the shower, and, and as you say, Dad's not there, it's empty. And then you spend like an hour walking around a giant shower, uh, uncovering letters about your sister coming out. Well, can't it at least be about your dad coming out? Yeah. Like that, he, he went off to leave a scavenger hunt of like coming out letters to you. And you're a small child. You can barely mm. read. You're collecting them up and you're like, I don't understand what this is going on about. Where's my dad? I want to shower with him. 
Where's my dad? I want to shower with him. I'm sick of hearing about my sister being a shit novelist. <laughs> it cuts to 50 years in the future, and you have built a massive underwater shower complex and built a um, dystopia down there. <laughs> and it's up to the player to navigate their way through the rapture of showers to find your dad and see what happened to him. Absolutely. You see, th- there, are so, there are so many ways that this game could be spun off. I think we're, we're on a very long delay here. Am I feeling like I'm coming in really late on stuff? Um, I'm trying to yeah, see. Because whenever I, whenever I talk to you, there's like that awkward pause afterwards like that happens on the news sometimes. <laughs> That's fine. I'll edit around those awkward pauses. It's probably because I'm downloading about three gigs worth of butts while we record and I can't work out how to make them stop. <laughs> you can't stop. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just can't stop the butts. I'm sorry. We should be able to like, like just improv around it. I'm trying to take it into account as I talk. Um, so hopefully we, we yeah. can get it's, it's, it's going to be an I awkward can, recording. I can cut today. out the the silences and we'll make right. it. It'll be an awkward edit to do, but it'll sound yeah. fine in the end. <laughs> yeah, the audience <laughs> will never fucking know. So yeah, share with your dad simulator. Um, that can be spun off in many ways. Probably won't at all. It'll it'll just be what we've seen. Um, I I would be surprised if this one doesn't make it to Steam actually. Um, well, I guess maybe Valve itself might step in and say that's inappropriate, but at least for, for hey, sheer how's irony... How is for someone to share... For, for a very young child to share a shower with their father or their mother, like depending on their gender or whatever, how is that inappropriate? That's the thing. It happens. It does. Well, it's, it does. it's probably inappropriate to be wandering around other showers full of other dads. That, that might be... Eh, maybe... Why are there three showers in the room? I don't know what bathroom has three showers and two strange dads in it. Yeah, does he bring his son to the gym or what? It's the swimming pool or the gym, I would guess. Uh. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, goodness. So, me and Jim were complaining last week because we were like, where the fuck is the the new Telltale (coughs) Borderlands episode? Where's episode two coming? And we know where it's coming now. It's it's coming on March 17th. I didn't realise that's almost four months' wait. That's a Almost four months it's taken them to do episode two, and that's a really long time for episodic content. I mean, it's better than it's better than Capcom's cynical, uh, you know, one a week release. I, I was asking what uh, what are the gaps they usually have between the 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 episodic content? It's it's usually like two with m- The Walking yeah. Dead. It's usually two months wait between episodes in one series. Like they'll do one month this series, the next month, the other series, back to the first series, the next month, back to the second series, the following month. And Mm -hmm. they do it on like a two month cycle. So this is about twice the wait we've had for any of the other episodes of series. And apparently it's really good. Like the, the, the feedback so far, like from people who have seen it is apparently like, Oh, they took a lot of time to like take back on, take on board feedback from episode one and, Episode two is really great. That's interesting because because episode I, one was fabulous. I'm, yeah, like that's the thing. Episode one of the of Telltale's Borderlands, of Telltale's Borderlands, is the first one that I've had like no complaints about. I've been like, no, this was universally I liked this. So it seems interesting they'd have to double their development length on this second yeah. episode. But I mean, maybe it's because it was so good. They're like, could it oh, be they've taken on too many projects at once? Quite possible. I mean, how many have they got going? They've got Game of Thrones. Undoubtedly, another Walking Dead in the works. Possibly um, Wolf Among Us, and th- wasn't there some other thing they announced recently as well? Minecraft, Minecraft as well, oh, and their yeah. original programming from Lionsgate. Um, but then again, I think we we've had this conversation before. Um, I mean, it's not like they're building a new engine for every game. Um, most of their mm. games sort of share the same graphical style and. And it's not like they're throwing in combat sequences and open world systems and stuff. It's probably, they've probably got a very nice streamlined pattern for how they build the games together. And I'm guessing, and again, it's pure conjecture on my ignorant part, but I'm willing to bet that the writing is where most of the work goes. And if they've got a good team of writers, it's... Mm. I think they're probably taking on um, the amount of content that they can handle. I mean, certainly I've seen no quality dips in anything lately, so I'm not too worried. Yeah. I'd only start worrying if the games themselves start coming out and they're shitty. I'm, I'm starting to suspect it might be like that, um, mm. what we were talking about at the beginning of the episode. 
maybe Telltale is working on all these things behind the scenes, but it looks like they're they're taking long to do it because we can't see all the work they're doing on Minecraft in the background, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So, mm. so yeah, they 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 seem to me to have a good system, like almost like almost like 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 say something like um like Glios toys or something. Those toys that like totally different, but you can pull them apart and snap them onto each other. It's almost like they have a system in place that they can then apply to any IP. Um, which is probably why they're taking on as many as they are, because it's like, hey, we've got the groundwork. It's it's almost like Transformer Snacks of video games. It's, you have all these parts, and they just need to put, you know, all these very... Di- they just need to put a different wheel onto each of the bits of, of cheapy crisp to make a new car. Yeah, yeah, they're making crisp cars. <laughs> um, I think that's the best way to uh, explain it. Um, so that's... <laughs> That's that bit discussed. Uh, we've discussed crisp cars, which is important. Uh, I really, yeah. I need to see if Amazon sell Transformers snacks. I, they do. I don't know why. Like if, mm. oh god, I shouldn't. Like, like if I'm gonna order food from Amazon, I should be going for the high profile. Like, like I don't know. Sometimes I will. I'll get like a Monster Munch, or or, or knickknacks. You know, the high profile yeah. stuff that I miss. No one should go out of their way to import Transformer snack, but now I kind of want to. If you can wait till E3, I can bring you out both Transformer snacks and Tangy Toms. I will make space for them in my suitcase and I will bring them over to you. Oh, man. See, I'm not even planning to go to E3, but now I'm heavily considering just flying to LA for a day or two to get crisps. Yeah, come to LA, <laughs> come meet back. me and get get some Tangy yeah. Toms from LA. <laughs> Um, yeah, I've not done E3 for a few years, mostly because I um, I rebelled against the idea of doing previews, and I don't like sort of industry events, you know. I'll do a, a PAX, an SGC, I'll do something that's people, like, like you know, general community-focused cons. Um, but I have been wondering whether there's value, and or, or if I could go and find the value in now just going to E3 fully as a solo representative. And see what I can do as someone who wouldn't do the normal shit. Because um, mm. every time I went with Destruct, I, I was doing such very I, normal I think you should shit, just like shit. make videos sending the whole thing up. What, go, get Jim to go to E3 and make videos about how shit E3 is from the E3 show floor. <laughs> it's like, I'm here, you're not, it's shit, you don't want to be here. Well, I'm excited for E3 this year. <laughs> Bethesda conference at E3 this year. First time ever. Yeah, it's going to disappoint you, Gavin. I mean, I know it's um, their first time out. Like, it's going to disappoint you, know. you Gavin. <laughs> yeah, probably. It's going to be just oh, more third-party yeah. IP announcements, probably. Well, I mean, unless they announce an Assassin's Creed. What, Bethesda's Assassin's Creed? Yeah. <laughs> then then it will be Gavin's favorite one, because he only ever plays Assassin's Creed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You know, I would disagree, but it's actually the only game I've played in the last month, which makes me sad because I've no fucking time to play games. <laughs> but but hopefully this month. Uh. I want, you know, I, uh, by the way, I Jim, you were so right about me uh, disagreeing with you on Dying Light. I really loved it. <laughs> I don't. I can't remember if we talked about this already. As a, as, I don't think we discussed your views on it. I did. I do remember telling you that you'd like it. Yeah. I uh, I ended up loving it. Did, it was did, great fun. Did you did do you love it enough that you'd spend a quarter of a million pound getting a house from it? Oh, we did talk about this two weeks ago, didn't we? The uh, the house. Yeah, we oh, did absolutely. talk about this two weeks ago. Do you love it enough to buy the house? Oh, absolutely. I will <laughs> go a quarter of a million into debt, which and you buy can do because house. you're kind of a pop star. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I just bought the Eiffel Tower. That would be your, like, like, you know, how like rappers will buy big extravagant houses. I just took out a mortgage on the Eiffel Tower this week, so we'll have to you see how that You did buy the Eiffel Tower, out. and you, you, you climbed up it hoping to unlock a map of France. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you unlock a map of France at the top of the Eiffel Tower, No, Gavin? but I did and unlock... Did you jump uh, off the top of the tower and land in some hay and just come out all right? I unlocked a rather large hospital bill. And the same thing happened when I tried to climb Notre Dame because there weren't any hay bales around. So when I jumped off, obviously it it didn't go as planned. Well, I'm sure you just I'm sure you just dusted yourself off and you were fine afterwards because it's like, ow, I I I injured myself. It's fine though. I Gavin have regenerating yeah. health because 
I am like an assassin of the Knights Templar. <laughs> yep. Who's eating? So I, I'm going to go on a slight tangent here. Um, I, I, I have a food drink type review to do because all of you listening seem to love those things. So this is the sequel to um, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare Monster Assault Energy The Drink. And we we have a sequel here, and this is from Monster again. Today I am drinking VR46 Monster Energy The Doctor, sponsored by Valentino Rossi, the Formula One driver. Wow. The drink. That's a lot of words. Yeah. That is a lot of words. <laughs> that, that is too many words for any beverage. So, yeah, I have a description, so I'm just going to read out the side of my of my drink that's keeping this me This is awake, exactly so. what they pour into the cars. Mm. Yes, I... From the smell of it and the look of it, it wouldn't surprise me if this is what they poured in the cars. Um, so, MotoGP champion Valentino Rossi has thrilled fans around the world with over 100 victories and 9 world championships. We teamed up with Valentino, a.k.a. the Doctor, trademark, mm. registered trademark, symbol, <laughs> copyright, to create our fastest monster ever with a light, crisp, refreshing citrus flavour and a full load of our legendary Monster Energy blend. It will get you up to speed in a hurry. And then he signed the can. And it's lemonade. It is fucking lemonade. There are some unbelievably cringe-inducing pictures of him drinking this. But it can't be just lemonade. (laughs) I'm going to link you. Are you looking up pictures of him drinking cans of his drink? (laughs) I'm going to link you guys one in the chat. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. (laughs) If the listeners will... uh... Let's need to look this look. up to themselves. There you go. Oh my goodness, that is that is some expert shilling there. That is that is Jay Leno Doritos level shilling right there. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Grinning with his thumb up. That's going to be the the podcast picture this week, isn't it? <laughs> I, I'm 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 doing the pose now. I've got my thumb my thumb up, and um, unfortunately, I don't have my monster branded t shirt or cap that I can be wearing. But I do have my can of monster <laughs> smile. Ah! I love how insincere the smile is. Like, is drink a drink a dozen of them a day? These won't kill you. <laughs> Uh, I'm, oh, only getting, I'm only getting it because it's the big can of energy drink and it's on half price offer in Tesco again, which is the oh, reason those, I got the call. Those ones that one. look like. Is it those ones that look like mini oxygen tanks? <laughs> yeah, it's the nice one where it's like, yeah, that's yeah. bigger than a can of energy drink probably should They look like something be. you hope the video game enemies stand next to so you can shoot it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or like the T virus on... <laughs> should be in them or something. Yeah. Well, it's. You look at you look at the color of the outside of that can, and it's a nice bright citric yellow. You look inside, and it looks like the yellow of the plastic they made the ass piss link out of. <laughs> like it looks like I'm drinking Link's ass piss, and it tastes kind of like lemonade. I'm like, uh, really? Did I buy this? And it just it, if you put it in like a plastic container, it just hisses, hisses, and smokes. It's toxic. Oh, it's very toxic. I can't stop drinking Monster Energy. Um, they've yeah, never sponsored it's... a thing I do, despite me banging on about them, because they're ignorant. Yeah, they've never they've never sponsored me. I wish they would. They need to send me more stuff. Um, but it's it is stuff. It is nice to put in my face, and I'm tired. So this stuff. Fuck it, Valentino Rossi. Thank you for keeping me awake right now. I'm worried about the speed of it though, because it does say it's their fastest monster energy yet. I'm worried if I if I were to up turn this in my mouth, it would shoot out the back of my head like a bullet. Well, Is there the a can, risk of this? I've, I've put the can on the desk, and it doesn't appear to be moving. Now it might be that it's mm. not moving. It might be that it's moving f- this as fast as the rotation of the Earth, and it's doing entire circuits of the Earth between the time that my eyes refresh rate happens. I believe that's probably what it's doing. It's just sort of uh-huh. each time I, I, I acknowledge its existence, it's done another couple of circuits <laughs> of the earth. So far, when I pour it in my mouth, I don't feel any faster, but perhaps I just can't perceive how much faster I am. It is entirely possible. I am also doing circuits of the earth in the time between okay, so, doing circuits of the So it sounds like we figured podcast. out what's causing the lag in my connection then. It's obviously your, your stupid monster drink. Yeah, every every time that, that like I try and say something, I have to run the entire circuit of the earth before Just be you be careful get to with hear that, it. Laura. Haven't you seen Superman? Monster Energy is itself a disruptor. <laughs> That's the unique properties of Monster Energy brand drink is it, it is itself a, a form of broadband disruption. It has its own Wi-Fi signal 
that they just kind of pour into the drink. It's it's deadly stuff. Um, very much like flubber. I imagine if you poured that shit on your basketball shoes, you could do a slam dunk. Still probably better than the connection in Laura's local pub. <laughs> but um. Okay, um, I played Hotline Miami too. wrong number. How is it, Jim? Because I've deliberately not violent. paid any attention to it for a while. It's violent. There's, 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 there is a blood in it. There, there is at least three blood in it. Um, it's, it's alright, it's cool, it's weird, you know, it's disturbing, um, by design. Uh, yeah, very dark, very macabre, very much like the first one, um... Uh, because uh, the reason I am somewhat hungover this morning is because I had to do a video of it for my YouTube channel and decided that because I'm really shit at the game, I'll get really drunk so I can blame that. Um, which, th- that didn't turn out well. Now I feel ill because I drank nothing but mangaritas and they're disgusting. What is a mangarita? <laughs> I don't know what this is. Mangarita is... There's several different types. There's limerita as well. Um... It's it's just like a, a margarita in a can that they've desperately tried to make taste of some sort of fruit, and I mean it'll get you it'll get you going if you have enough of them very quickly while watching Annabelle like I did, um, but at the same time they are gross. Uh, I described them on my video as like a fairy's piss, um, better than a human piss, being a member of the fae. Um, beings, but still urine at the end of the day. Still piss. This sounds very much like my review of the of the Valentino Rossi drink. It's it is probably it's it's better than human piss, but it is still a variety of piss. Yeah, yeah. You see, you know it came out of some something's squirter. <laughs> squirter. Uh, now you said there is there is a blood in it. <laughs> you said there's a blood in it. Is there a sexual assault in it? Is there much of a that? Or is that like just the first, like that first level and then like that's it? Um, I'm, I'm not immensely far into it. Um, there is a, a, a twist ending to one of the levels that I won't give away um, that kind of teases and subverts that idea. Um, the, the, the game does open with the famous, um, that famous scene which is supposed mm. to not be a real sexual assault, but a movie. And you are playing an actor in a movie that then does that, and just before they're about to do nasty things, the director says, cut. Um, so there is that. It is very, you know, there is a shock junk vibe to that whole thing. Um, but, I mean, that's the game all over, is it's it's very sort of, just just very disturbing. Um, very video nasty. Uh, and I, I honestly, I st- I don't yet quite know how to feel about it. But then I, I, I always struggle to know how to feel about the first Hotline Miami, even without the added stuff. Uh, it, it's such a it's such a weird fucking game, and I still don't know if I get it or not. I I still don't know if I get the first Hotline Miami, and like after all the stuff that's been going on before Hotline Miami two came out, I was just kind of like, yeah, I'm ready to wait. For other people to play it, then wait some more for them to decide how they feel, and then pay attention to whether I want to pay any attention to it. So that's currently my feeling is, I'm going to let a few people whose opinions I trust finish it, then give them time to work out how they feel, then I'll work out if I want to like give it the time of day. Right, yeah, that's probably wise. Um, I mean, so far the reviews are all very, very positive, um, but, you know, they're video game reviews, so <laughs> you, you find, like, the 2% out of those that you trust and see what they think. Um, mm. But, yeah, so far, good. Um, very, so far, very good critical reception. It obviously has its fans. Um, you know, I'm enjoying it in that very this-is-frustrating-the-piss-out-of-me way, um, which the first one did. It was like, I'm enjoying it, but goddamn, I'm having the worst time ever. As you just keep, you know, I'm going to sneak up on this dude and, oh, I'm dead. Well, that's right, I'll go around the corner and then hit, oh, I'm dead. Um, let me just try and throw that, oh, fuck, I'm dead. Uh, and then you just keep going and going like that. Um, so, yeah, it's it's very much more of the first, but but with with more blood in it. 
Gavin, how do you feel about the Hotline Miami? Uh, Did you play the first no, one? No, I never played it. It just didn't really appeal to me all that much. So I'm just kind of apathetic, really. I mean, maybe it's fun. I don't know. Yeah. If if you feel like if you look at it and feel apathetic, it's probably not the game for yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, it just. I also heard about the scenes in it and stuff, and I just you know I I don't have a moral um, opinion on it really. I just it doesn't really appeal to me. Does that make any sense? I don't really want to subject myself to that kind of thing. <laughs> that's almost a shame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's almost a shame insofar as you doing a. Um, it's just it's got a really good soundtrack as well, and you doing like a, a eighties Miami style song, mm-hmm. but like a really dark, disturbing 80s Miami song mm. for the Miracle of Sound project. Like, I would be really interested in hearing that. Mm, it could be. Uh, that actually could be No, I'm telling you how to do your job. Well, I've, I've had an insane amount of requests for a Hotline Miami song, so you never know. I never say never. But, uh, yeah, there's so many games coming out in the next few months that, I don't know, <laughs> we'll have to see. Uh, that. There are a mm-hmm. lot of things coming out, and I don't know how to find time for all of them. Um, in terms of like working out what to play and what not to play, here's a pretty good starting point for where not to play on some stuff. So I found this kind of hilarious, and I don't understand how this could be a thing. There's a game called Held- Helldivers that, that recently came out, and there's a bug in it where if your controller runs out of battery, your save is erased. That's insane. And I love... Helldivers. Like, it's already, for me, a potential Game of the Year contender. And I didn't hear about this bug until you you brought it up in the pre-show recording um, chat. And I'm like, Mm. that's really upsetting. (laughs) Yeah, I don't understand how, like, controller battery can be linked to your save file, but apparently, nope, you can lose all your progress if your your controller runs out of battery. How how does that even happen? That can happen. I, I feel like you have to try... Yeah, like, I feel like you'd have to try and make the most fucked up bug ever to get that happening. <laughs> have they ever, ex- has anyone explained yet, like, how those two things are- Like, that's like when you scratch an itch on your shoulder and it makes your knee twitch. That Wait, that doesn't happen to you? Maybe, I mean, I just... Sorry, the, the podcast's controller battery died. Bloody fucking podcast etiquette. Yeah. Fucking fuckity fuck <laughs> fuck fuck balls. Anyway, uh... um, so yeah, the that bug is a real shame because, as I said, like I gave it a nine point five in review. Um, you know, I haven't encountered that bug. Uh, hopefully, it's not widespread because uh, I, I I fucking love that game. So here's hoping they fix that soon. Uh, especially as someone like like I'm one of those people who will just play a controller until it dies, and then I'm like, well, fuck, I better plug it in. Um, so that's I feel like I've dodged a real bullet there. I'm completely the same. I am a lazy asshole when it comes to changing the batteries and recharging my devices. Like, I will play them until they die, and then I'll get up and bother to to deal with getting more power into them. Yeah, so most people do that, I think. That that puts me off of things. Uh, what else has happened this week? Um, oh, only a third of people, roughly, are finishing The Order, that short game. Like, two-thirds of people just aren't finishing it. Yeah. What?! Given the length of that game, you have to wonder <laughs> how difficult it is to hold people's attention for that length of time. Yeah, I gotta wonder what they what they mean by what what people are gonna infer from that. Whether because I know a lot of people justify the length of a game by saying, "Oh, most people don't finish games anyway," but it's hard to justify that with this, where it's offering way less than a, a bigger game. So it could be taken to mean several things. It could validate the order. By saying, well, see, it's a good job we didn't make it longer because gamers don't finish their games. Or it could be, as you've said, and, and um, further uh, uh, vilify the order by saying, well, God, it's only four hours long and even then people didn't finish it. Well, like, this news I... is brilliant or terrible depending what side of the fence you want to spin. Are there any, like, crazy difficulty spikes in it or anything that might influence people yeah. rage-quitting? Or No, like, it's it's really, like, it's such standard... There are some shitty stealth sections 
that may have pissed some people off. Like, it's one of those games that just throw them in. Yeah, but none of them are frustrating enough that they're going to be huge progression blockers, I don't think. Just, no, like, no. Anecdotally, yeah. a lot of, um, at least in the UK, a lot of video game retailers have a lot of um, pre-owned stock of that game already. So it seems like a lot of people very quickly are returning that game. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, like it's just not a very good game. It's, it's, it's length a... aside. Like I, I, I kept trying, I kept trying to hammer home this point that length is not the order's problem. It's the fact that it takes its length and does shit all with it. Like it's a very standard cover-based shooter with like you know how homogenized AAA games have become. When this is a game set in 1886 and there are still hacking mini games. Mm. Yeah, if you look at Gears of War, that was a really short game, but every single level in that game gave you something new and interesting to do, and like cool set pieces. Yeah, it's it's a it's a yeah. That game is a good setup for a sequel that will come. Well, yeah, that's that was my whole point in the review that I wrote was just it. It's not a game; it's a fucking prologue. It's a, I think Angry Joe said the same in his review that came. Um, Quite recently, actually, it's a it's a prologue. It's they were going a $60 for a franchise. Trailer. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it, it's very similar to Ground Zeroes, but at least Ground Zeroes was a little bit more upfront about what. Yeah, it was. Ground Zeroes was very upfront about mm. what it was. Like, it feels to me not quite on the same level, but something like uh, PT, where it's like this is a trailer for a game. It is a playable trailer. In like, yeah, it, like proof yeah. of fucking. Concept. In maybe three years, you will get the actual game that this was teasing. Yeah, I mean, like the, the 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 final boss being a QTE version of a of the other the one other boss that you fight early in the game is just, I it it's so hard to justify all of the things that the order has chosen to be. Oh goodness, um, things things it took them five years. Yeah. Th- things that I want to bring up. Um, this is going to be an interesting thing to Jim. I, I don't know, Gavin, what, what's your stance on VR? Because me and Jim talked about VR last week. Are you in any way interested in getting a VR headset? Oh yeah, I'll definitely try it when it comes out. I'm kind of, I've been kind of not really that interested in it, but when it does come out, I'll try it and then could possibly get very excited. Um, I was just worried about motion sickness a lot because I've heard that it's very, um, very heavy on the stomach. Yeah. Well, you can get Valve's one because zero percent of people get motion sick with Valve's VR headset. Apparently, that was their piece of news this week. Zero percent of people get ill. I was reading Ben Kachera's piece on Polygon about how he he felt really um, motion sick after a couple of I don't even know did he spend a couple of hours with a VR he headset? He probably and spent I was a like, couple that... of weeks fucking one. Uh, like he goes on and on about me. like I say that as someone who I, I've known Ben Kachera for many years I'm not having a, a, a nasty swipe but god damn that man is like the VR evangelist he- like if I wanted to look at like like techie evangelist for prohibitive uh, gaming peripherals like he is riding well, that he, train. He hard. runs a VR-related podcast. It is pretty like, exciting. He, though. he is the person we, that me and Jim were talking about last week. Where it's like you are the well-to-do person with disposable income who is very much like, oh yes, I'm talking about my VR headset, blah blah blah. Which again, not having a swipe at him, I know him. He's he's not bad, but he is definitely like. I'm going to play. I'm going to play all of the VR games, and then I'm going to have a dinner brought to me on a silver plate by that dog butler from DuckTales. So, yeah, this is basically what we did last week while you were gone, Gavin, is we were like, VR, not going to buy that. That's a thing that's a privilege to have that I'm not going to buy into VR. And then within 24 hours, I had... Do you think it's going to be extremely expensive? Well, like, the development kits are still, like, $200 pre-owned. But uh, yeah, 24 hours went by after last week's podcast, and I ended up with a VR headset. <laughs> <laughs> one of those things that you're you're happy to shit on, and then someone offers you one. Yeah, some. And then you're like, <laughs> you know what? I like VR now. Yeah, so someone in Finland mm. was like, "Hey, I'm bedridden, and I've been listening to your stuff for a couple of months, and it's really been helping me like pass the time." I don't use my VR headset. Do you want me to send it to you? I was like, free VR headset? Why the fuck Aww. not? So so now I have an Oculus Rift 
on the way to me, so that'll be fun. There you go. I mean, if hustle that hustle. Get well, get, get well soon, Finnish person. Get well soon and, and give us all headsets, mate. <laughs> I love Finland. Finland is my favourite country in the whole world. Yeah. Thank you very much to Lucas in Finland, who is sending me a VR headset. That's very nice of you. I'd have never bought myself one of those fucking things. They're expensive. But if you're sending me one, I will take it. Do you um, control them with your head or do you still use a controller? You control them with your head. Does that all depend on the game? The entire point of them is that, like, you you move your head and that makes it move. But what was the one I saw where the guy was on on one of those, like, multi-directional treadmill things? Oh, yeah, they've got a thing can... that's like the Sega Activate now. Yeah. Mm, th- there's pretty, all different things. Cool. So I have the one that literally just sits on your head and you look around using it and you still have a controller for your moving. That is what mm. I've got coming to me. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the kinds of fucking games that Laura is going to find <laughs> in the depths of Steam once um, the virtual reality there, takes off? There are, vi- there are virtual reality <laughs> sex games. They exist already. Oh, yeah. I'm going to take a look are. at them. But serious yeah. note, first thing I want to do is I want to play Euro Truck Simulator 2 with it. I want to drive across the heavy metal bridge just in virtual reality. That's all I want to do. That actually sounds kind of fun. <laughs> Doesn't it? Just... Yeah, I mean, there's a lot about VR that sounds neat. Not, I'm going to buy $800 worth of VR tech and dedicate a wing of my mansion to it. Good. But a lot of it does sound good. I just picture all these lawsuits in like 30 years of people who have worn out the fucking tendons in their necks and like have <laughs> chronic spinal injuries because of these VR headsets making them move their heads all over, all over the place like mm-hmm. fucking David Gray. Yeah, it's a thing. Like, I'd have never bought myself a VR headset, but now I'm going to drive around Europe in my virtual truck with VR because, of course, I want to do that. Why wouldn't I want to do that? Yeah, why not? Uh, what else have we... Oh, I want to bring up a game that I played this week that's like two years old, but I only discovered it this week, and I think it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's not even a weird game. Well, it is a weird game, but it's not like showering with your dad the game. It's not that kind of weird. Right. So, this was a game I found in this week's weekly Humble Bundle called Dominique Pomplemousse. Have either of you ever heard anything about this game? I have. It, that's the the adventure game musical, is it not? Yeah, it is a claymation black and white point and click adventure game, a musical, and mm-hmm. like all of the voices are done by one person who, like it's it's all very rough around the edges in a very very like charming way, like in the way that those uh, like uh, all of those really so bad that they're actually genuinely lovely and great like B-movie horror films are. It all feels very sincere and it's kind of amazing. Where it's You play as this detective who has no money and is about to get kicked out of their flat and is trying to solve some kind of murder mystery but every character you interact with and every environment you go to has a different piece of music and a different singing rhythm. So the entire thing is just done in this really sort of cheesy, over-the-top musical. And it's kind of hilarious. Like, I played about 60 seconds of it and decided it was my new favourite game. It's it's a bit obtuse. Hmm. There's a bit of, like, um, adventure game logic stuff going on that was a temporary progression right. blocker and irritated me. But the game's only, like, a couple of hours long that at most. That great old it's... oxymoron, adventure game logic. Yeah, <laughs> like adventure game logic, exactly. But no, like, it, it was a little bit of a progression blocker at times, but... It's only a couple of hours long, and those hours were very enjoyable. And because it's in a humble bundle, so you can pick it up for pay what you want, I, I think it's really worth checking out because it's kind of amazing. <laughs> yeah, I've been me. I've always wanted to check it out. I never got round to it because mm-hmm. um, I, I, I think we've we may have talked before on the podcast, but I've certainly talked about it in the in the past um, about how I love the concept of the musical video game, and I'd love to see more. Um, most recently there was another game I can't remember the, the main name of it but its subtitle was the rock opera video game it had Danny Filth in it um, that was oh, interesting wow. awesome <laughs> yeah it had a whole bunch of like like, like metal people in it um, not, not people made of metal people <laughs> who are like in metal music um, and one the, the game that really got me onto the concept was um, 
Nightmare Before Christmas Oogie's Revenge, <gasps> oh. which was an actual, supposedly a... Like, it was written as if it was canonical, but it was a, a genuinely written sequel to The Nightmare Before Christmas as a game. And was mostly a rather mundane third-person action game with some very sort of devil-may-cry elements to it. But all the boss fights were musicals, like musical um, pieces, actual songs. Mostly reworked versions with new lyrics sort of pertaining to the story of this one from The Nightmare Before Christmas. You know, you're fighting a giant spider boss while Sally is singing her, her main song from Nightmare Before Christmas. But with this sort of sped up beat to match the combat mm. which was just fucking awesome um, and there were you know you fight Oogie Boogie while he's singing Oogie, Bo- Oogie Boogie Man uh, and there are action sequence blended with QTEs which was it's a shame the game itself was so mediocre because the boss fights were incredible and the professor actually gets like there's one fully original song in it and it's the the professor in the wheelchair with the brain mm. um who has his own original song. And I think it's the original voice actor as well. Like, it was just just fucking awesome, um, that that whole element to it. And I'm like, this is a great idea, and I wish more games were, were musicals. That could be such a cool idea as well, with the whole... Oh, sorry. With the whole rhythmical um, aspect of it, like, to have... To have a game that's based musically, and obviously I'm biased that I want this, but... It would be so cool to have a game that is based musically, but not one of those rhythm QTE type things in this. Say the boss would be playing his song and singing at you, and he can only move to the rhythm of the music. So as long as you keep dodging to the rhythm of the music, he won't hit you. God, that would yeah. be awesome. I think there are there are games like uh, Necro Dancer that came out more recently where... Um, that it, like the, the rhythm of the music is blended into the, the gameplay. Um, mm. Necrodancer, of course, being playable with a, a big, <clears throat> you know, dance dance revolution style dance pad, and you can, and it's a roguelike, and you jump in time with the rhythm onto the the pad to make the character go up and down and attack and stuff. Mm. And that was a very clever idea. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like more games that blend that um, mm. and have that kind of camp musical feel to it, you know, like a Little Shop of Horrors or a Rocky Horror show, that kind of thing. I'd, I'd be so for that. Yeah, well, the way that Dominic... I, I want... I Okay, Tim Schafer, if you're listening, sequel to Brutal Legend, please, in this style. <laughs> yes, please, yes, please, yes, please. That would be um, awesome. <laughs> yeah, like, the way Dominique Pompelmoose does it, it doesn't link any of its gameplay to the music as such, but it's very interesting in that, like... It's not, um, it, like, when you enter a new area, there will be one backing beat that will be, like, a piece of music that is consistent throughout that level. And then it times it so that when you get into dialogue, it will wait until you hit a new bar, and then it will sort of kick in with um, one of the characters might be a bit more sort of faster and sing-songy with theirs, and one of them might be a bit more operatic. And they're all set so that, like, no matter which of the... Each area you go to has the same te- like has the same time signature, but they can just speed up or slow down the style to match where the character is. And it does a lot of interesting stuff with different styles of music and different tempos managing to work with each other over the same beats. Like it's just a really interesting interplay of musical styles that took what would otherwise have been an amusing but not necessarily memorable point-and-click adventure and made it really quickly very memorable. Which I thought was really like, yeah, mm. I like this. Mm. That sounds good. Uh, do we have anything else we want to talk about? Did we get any questions? Uh, no, I was about to ask, because uh, I know we're recording early, so we may not. I've, I've asked for questions. Give me two seconds. I'll see oh, if we got any, any decent questions. <laughs> I am loading up the question thread. Where are the questions, please? Questions, questions, questions. Where are they? I need to come up with another question song. A question song, a question song. Here it is, the question song. Hey, Jim, did I tell you about the dream I had in Paris? (gasps) Oh, is this... You You had a dream about me. Basically... Jim, Gavin had a dream about me, and I'm very excited about this. (laughs) Laura thought she was going to be a roadie from My Chemical Romance who reformed and, like, thought she had the job and stuff. (laughs) But then someone from GameSpot got the job instead because, you know, (laughs) dreams, logic. And Laura was really upset and crying. So you and I took her to a rock pub and got absolutely shit-faced. 
That's a good dream. Yeah, it's a very good dream. dream. Okay, so we have some questions. Um, First question we've got is from Solbrin Fagel Batoktoy. You have a strange name that I cannot pronounce. Um, Do you think it would be viable to replace review scores with the maximum amount of money a reviewer would be willing to pay for the game? Hmm. Mm, That's an interesting idea. I think um, if if a reviewer can come up with a system where that makes sense uh, and is readable, uh, then sure. It's not one I'd do, but I'm up for reviewers trying different things. It's it's an interesting one, because like, I saw this question, and what came to mind for me was, um, like, does that in any way affect like the whole issue where some people are like, oh, well, you value games differently to us because you don't pay for them as reviewers? Like, if you were putting it into, if you were reviewing games that you'd been given for free in the context of, if I were, like, how much would I have spent and been happy with spending on this experience that I've had? But then you get into, like, well, is that based on, like, okay, well, Mm. I'd pay less for this because I got frustrated by the scenario under which I had to review it, therefore I'm undervaluing the value of it. And it gets a bit difficult because then there are certain things, like, it's going to make developers... It's going to be really awkward when you have to be like, yeah, developer, your game is worth less money than this game. Like, that gets very awkward very yeah. quickly. Um, yeah. And it opens you up for a lot of uh, audience anger as well. Like, if someone's like, you said this game was worth this, and I spent that on it, and it's mm. not worth that at all. I, yeah, yeah, not to mention, I mean, time, uh, money is not the only investment in a game. I mean, time, effort, you know... Like... We, we've got a finite amount of time, especially if people work, you know, full-time jobs and stuff, and I always feel that's just as important. Like, is this game oh, worth time. your money? Yeah. Is this game also worth your time? Oh, yeah. Time is uh, such like, a... I was... I, you know, guys, I, when I was in Paris this week, we went into a little bookshop, and it made me sad, because I was like, my goodness, we just don't have enough time on this earth to do everything we want to do. Bookshops always make me feel that way. It's like you go in and there's so much wonderful imagination and things there to be gone through and so many books and you'll never in your life have time to read them all. That makes me sad. Mm. uh, Makes you realise time is by far the most valuable resource you'll ever have. I I always find that more more valuable to know about. Um, Especially we were just talking about how the order being five hours long still wasn't worth time to people who had spent the money. Yeah, Yeah, like, for me, time is a much bigger personal thing. Like, I... (coughs) Like, time is not one that, like, you can easily quantify, like, how much time should you put into this. That's, like, it's a very subjective thing. But for me, like, knowing if it's going to be worth my time is probably more valuable to me than knowing, like, how much money did this game feel worth. Mm. Which is a weird Mm -hmm. thing. Um, And then time is so differently judged by people. Because some people just, like... Some people consider some people consider value time spent, like looking at set pieces, and then other people continue. Uh, what is wrong with me today? I'm so hungover. Some people <laughs> consider, like, you know, wandering around Skyrim picking flowers for three hours time well spent. Me mm. being one of them. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm just having a look at other questions. We've got one question from Yazan Bagauti. If you were to introduce an elderly person to video games, or someone who has no experience with them, brackets, still an elderly person, what games would you use to ease them into the medium? Hotline Miami. (laughs) Shower with your dad simulator. Well, I went... When I wanted to show my mum how far video games had progressed, I used uh, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, I think it was, and Mm. showed her all of the different buildings in Rome and how you can explore them and stuff. Well, in terms of thinking how to show video games off to elderly people, like the thing that imp- seems to impress them is how far the mediums come for me is something like the opening to maybe Mass Effect 3, where it's like big cinematic cutscene, action scene as you sort of run across these things, big thing happens, and it's like, oh, look at all these things that are happening. Haven't video games come a long way? Um, in terms of introducing elderly people to like playing video games for themselves... If we think back to when the Wii first came out, Wii Sports. Huge thing just because it was, here is this action, you already know how it how this action works. It's very easy to <coughs> teach you how that interface works yeah. with this video game. And then like on that same train of thought, 
Yeah. Anything that's simple, point and click with a mouse, if they already know how to use a computer. Things like point and click adventures. Not that hard to, to teach older people who don't know about video games because they already understand the interface device and it's more about cognitive understanding of what they have to do rather than having to learn how to interface with that, which is a big barrier out the way. The Wii was fantastic for that, wasn't it? I mean, and I say this not at all in an insulting way, but it was the ultimate uh, casual console. Yeah, it's it's very easy to give someone that input device and have them understand how things work. Uh, have, we got, have we got any other questions? What else is in the questions thread? Ah, uh, where's my mouse gone? I can't find my bloody mouse. Oh, there it is. Um... Looking at the question thread, the question thread, the question thread, looking at the question thread and hoping something comes up. Um, okay, okay, okay. Um, I'm going to read this out just because bloody hell, this is what happens when I ask for questions for Podquisition. Um, Jehovan Mauricio Lopez said, I want to make a game where someone's dick is like those frogs that have their eggs under the skin in their back and he gets hard and comes and then the toad eggs start hatching. What's wrong with me? You listen to too much podquisition. That's what's wrong with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, n- no, no. Okay, the the questions have kind of fallen apart at this point. We got two questions out of the questions. They, yeah. <laughs> it's like I, I just, I'm looking, oh, I'm looking through further questions, and I saw one that mentioned Dan Frank. I'm like, nope, that's where we jerk out of this question thread. Oh, oh God. Like, it it goes well, and then there's always that one guy who's the first to pull a seat out of the concert hall and throw it that starts the riot. Yeah. You get one question about, like, frog dicks, and then just all hell breaks it, loose. You get one question about frog dicks, and then suddenly it's like, do you think Anne Frank would have liked the podquisition? It's like, nope, out we go. <laughs> right, in that case, Laura... People have just finished listening to Podquisition and they need more of us. How are they going to get your stuff quick before they riot and kill a man? But how, how do we how do we get them to um, how do we get more stuff to them while they're waiting for more frog dick Podquisition? They can go to Laura K Buzz on like everything. So Laura K Buzz on Twitter, Patreon Laura K Buzz, iTunes Laura K Buzz, Laura K fucking Buzz everywhere. You find my stuff. I do. What do I do right now? Let's work this out. Um, the Indie Haven Podcast, The Geek Night In, Category Video Games, Oh No Video Games, Laura's Gaming Butts, Podtoid, kind of, when we get that done, a new podcast that's in the works and I can't talk about to the end of this month, and um, the, the Year of Steam podcast, and I do YouTube videos, at Laura K Buzz, just Laura K fucking Buzz everywhere. Is that hey, all? Gavin. Jesus, Laura, step your game up. <laughs> Kevin, they're going to need music when they're listening to all of that Laura K. Buzz. How are they going to get some, for God's sake? Uh, well, just like Laura, they can find me everywhere under Miracle of Sound, on Twitter, on YouTube, on iTunes, and all the usual places where you can buy my wonderful music to soundtrack your wonderful lives. Thank God. We, we got out of trouble. People have content and music, and that's all they need until next week when they have what, to listen to this. Well, what if they, what if they need again. more What if they need more Jim fucking Sterling? Where can they get that if they somehow don't know about that? No one needs that. Uh, but you can just Google <laughs> for it and it'll all come up, along with probably whatever latest character assassinations there are about me on the internet. Um, so that's all good. Uh, and you can listen to that. Thank you, as always, for, for keeping this stuff going with Patreon and, and just watching all the stuff, listening to all the stuff. This podcast is still way more popular than it should be, let's be fair. Uh, and I, I really appreciate it. And until next time, all that's left is to say goodbye. So goodbye. Bye. I always imagine the rainbow theme Ah. then happening. I always imagine we say bye and then I just do 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 and it never comes. I could edit it in, but I'm not gonna. I'll edit it in. I'll do it. Um, you need to you you need you need to leave that in the podcast. What you just said there. Did you did you keep recording? That was lovely. Oh yeah. Did that get caught? Yeah. That's fine. I'm stopping now then. Rainbow. Up 
from above the streets and houses rainbow climbing high everyone can see it smiling over the sky paint the whole world with the Smiling over the sky, ain't the whole world, ain't.